Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, are industry funds as low cost as they claim to be? Michael, this is your topic or rant today more accurately, I think. Yeah, thanks, Dallas. So I thought I would uh, go and actually survey some of the the largest industry funds in Australia, yeah. and uh, and just see what they what they are charging yeah. for their funds management, yeah. um, uh, and, and state our position on what we think people should be paying yeah. in funds management. Yeah. And and look, our percent our, our position is that we believe that people should be paying less than half a percent of of uh, as a fee like a percentage-based fee, they should be paying less than half a percent uh, for funds management mm-hmm. inside a superannuation fund per year. Now, what half a percent or 0.5 of a percent is, I've used a balance of $500,000. So if you're paying uh, half a percent on $500,000, then you'd be paying $2,500 per year in, in funds management. So that's that's the... That's the that's for the services provided by the superannuation fund, which yes. is which yep. is administration, administration, funds management, funds management yep. um, which I which I think is a homogeneous yes. product. Almost, it's, it's a commodity. It's a commodity, and, and that's it's a commoditized what, across, product across the industry. That's what we've seen is that this this is the thing that has been commoditized. And you know, we we yes. talk about this. obviously as financial planners, we we think that the planning is valuable, but across the board, it's it's sort of been shown that the the administration and the funds management is, is is basically being commoditized over the last ten years and beyond, and that price has been driven down in a lot of in a lot of in a lot of cases, but not necessarily across the board. And that's sort of what you're getting at. Here. That that's right. So so our belief is that that industry funds could be cheaper. Yes, they could actually be cheaper. So we've 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 looked at eight of the largest yeah. industry funds in Australia and what they will will charge. Yeah. Now. Um, uh, the average came out at close to to one yep. percent, and, and like I said, we we think you could be paying under half of that, yep. and you should be paying under half of that. So, hence the question. Uh, yeah, in the title, are uh, industry funds as low cost as they claim to be? So, and, I, and I think that's the the, the as the claim there is is the point because what I notice or what we have seen is that um, because industry funds are you know not-for-profit or run for members or there's all sorts of and and the advertising is geared around that uh, and which which to me is bizarre that you can have advertising and, and be run as a not-for-profit but the whole point is a lot of these industry funds and um, it's almost like uh, the issue that we have here is people assume that I'm with an industry fund they're, they're not run for profit they're run for my benefit Therefore, they are doing a really good job, and they are running the. They are charging me the, the least amount of money possible, and that they are helping me make all these good decisions, and, and and that they are investing my money in the way that it should be based on my situation. There's, there's, I think, a lot of assumptions that people make when they're invested in an industry fund. Where, if they're invested through a retail fund, they kind of go, I know that, I, I know that another retail super fund provider 
is being run for profit. So they're doing a job um, the same as any other business. I need to take control of my decision of are they best for me? Is my money being invested in the best way? Are my fees as low as they could be? I think what happens with industry funds is that they've, they've sort of really pushed that message that, well, we're run for members, therefore everything we do must be right and it must be mm. um, you know, low cost and it must be you know, the, the best way that, to, to be invested for each, for each member. And so that's, that's, I think, the claim there is. I don't think any industry fund has come out and said, we're the lowest cost provider, but there's an implied thing where you're with us, we'll take care of you. Yeah, look, look, absolutely, and and certainly, um, here's a little legal disclaimer here. <laughs> We're not suggesting that industry funds don't take care of you. No. What what I'm questioning is, I believe they could be, on average, half the price yeah. that they're actually. Yeah. The, the fee that they're charging, I think, is 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 double what it should be. Yeah. Because there are other providers out there. There are super fund providers. In Australia, that we that we use and we recommend that are actually that that are less than half the cost yep. of some of these funds. So, so let's go through them now. Let me continue on. Um, these industry funds are huge, so I want to put a little legal disclaimer there yep. because I don't yeah, want to get sued. <laughs> so, look, there is no we'll malice be- or prejudice in our calculations. <laughs> what what? So we've read the product disclosure statements of each fund as at the 21st of August 2021. So I've actually read them. Uh, Look, we're merely trying to sift through what tends to be confusing for the consumer. Um, Fees are very, very confusing for the consumer. So we're we're just trying to sift through that and calculate the total fees that a consumer with a balance of half a million dollars would pay in uh, in both percentage terms and dollar terms Mm -hmm. for the products listed. Yep. Uh, which are the age-based default investment strategies of each fund? We've taken a of someone. Uh, we've for this example, we've assumed someone's age fifty, and they have a five hundred thousand dollar balance. So what we're looking at is is what would be the default investment strategy that these uh, particular industry super funds would put them into, yeah. and what would the fees be yeah. for for that for that year in percentage and dollar yeah. terms? Can I just interrupt you there for a second? Mate? Hang on a sec. <laughs> Well, you can, list your, you can list your, oh, you're If we have misinterpreted the fees from the PDS, the product disclosure <laughs> statement, we would welcome a representative of the particular industry fund to contact us immediately, at which point in time we would immediately publish a correction and alter the podcast in question. So we'll <laughs> I thought I thought you meant when you said you had a disclaimer, I thought you meant you were just going to say, please don't sue us. Like just, you no, know, no, I have a real disclaimer yeah, here. So we've, we've done this in good faith. Yep. We've, yep. There's no malice or prejudice in our, in our yep. calculations. Yeah. Um, the the documentation in general. Yeah. And this is not a reflection of any particular fund. It's just, it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. So I read some of these product oh, disclosure statements. Mate, I was confused because I it just said, I just read one for another client this morning. Yeah. I read it. Went. I, I got no. <laughs> I got. You know. I'm going to have to go and spend an hour working out how all this plays. Does this fee apply to everything or just this bit or how does it? That's I'm that's the confusing the part. The consumer's got no chance. So we've actually we've actually we've done this in good faith, just yep. as a yep. as a um, uh, as something in the best interests of the consumer. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, if, if if any industry fund out there feels that we've we've yep. omitted or misrepresented yep. or not calculated uh, properly, then uh, then please please contact us immediately. Yeah. And we'll correct the issue. Yeah. And uh, and let everyone know that we've we've um, made a mistake. Yeah. So, 
Now, now can I buy You can talk now. <laughs> I, the, the point I just wanted to make before you, <laughs> before you get into this, you, you discussed the, the default investment strategy for your, for your age. And so I just wanted to explain a bit about that because this is my personal, mm. I think your personal bugbear is these industry funds are just much dearer than they need to be. Mm. Mine is, I also agree with that. That is also a, a bit of a, a bit of a annoyance, but the thing that I find, and, and I'll probably have this as a separate podcast, a separate rant, is the whole concept of these default investment strategies is fundamentally flawed. So yes. what we're using here today is just this is what the industry fund would automatically put you in. And and this is, I think, my other point is people think that your industry fund, oh, well, I'm 55 and, and they've invested me in the investment strategy that is the mm. best fit. They've decided it must be what's best for me. That is not the case. I have another podcast coming up. Okay, fantastic. That, I'll, I'll that go on. Taps into exactly oh, that. So exactly that. So just before before we get into this, when we're looking at the cost comparison of this versus uh, other providers, we're not for one second saying that you should be invested in the way that your industry fund has invested. You. No, that's, that's absolutely not. Issue. And I think for the I think for the purposes of today, let's assume they're all going to return about the same. Yes. Yep. I said before. Yeah. Funds management and super funds management, yeah. I believe, is homogeneous. Yeah. It's yeah. a commodity. Yeah. So my well, take on that is that if they're if they're all the same, and I mean they're not the same, no. they've got different investment no. strategies. But but we but no one on earth has the ability to stand here today no. and say in five years' time this fund will outperform that fund. No. Um, no one can say that. Well, with, and, with, and, and so, the, so and the point is that the, for the fund that's saying they are going to outperform they have to be outperforming another fund that's underperforming by that amount. So, yes, they're both yeah. standing there saying so, it. One so, of them's going to be right, one of them's so, going to be so wrong. So, our, yeah. our theory is that if I can get the same thing for half the price, why one wouldn't of, I? Yeah. Because that's an extra return in my pocket. Yeah. Um, returns are affected by fees. Yeah. So, if if we're investing in something that's homogeneous and one one's charging us 1% yeah. and the other one's charging us half of 1%, Yeah. Then the the one that's charging us half of one percent is the low hanging fruit that we can take, and we can yeah. say, okay, well, yeah. well, you know, we can assume that we get an extra half a percent net rate of return yeah. on that one. And I, sorry, man, I just keep interrupting you before you get into the meat of your thing here. But I just want to I, I, um, touch on a point as well is that this is how we think about our own fees. So, and we've we've discussed this before. We we often have a have a meeting with a new client and say, look, you need to do X, Y, and Z. You can you can do it on your own, or I can do it for you. Mm. If we were to do that for you, the amount that we would have to charge you to do that, we're not going to provide more benefit than that. So, yeah, our for, one, certain, for certain for certain people, yeah. and that and that's exactly the 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 point here is that we're aware of the fact that we have a responsibility. Where if we're going to charge, so if someone's not paying an advisor service fee at the moment, if they're going to pay us one percent per year to to give them advice and and to help them with their planning and to work with them over the next forty years. We need to be providing more than that in in value to that person. Otherwise, they're better off without us. And that's that's the point that I think that you're making there is that there's a separate issue of you know some fund managers would imply that they're trying to they're, they're going to be yeah. a better investor or I don't know right? a lot of them don't even really have a clear thing there. But the same thing applies with all these with with any sort of a fee is that you have to be getting more in value than than what you you have to be giving more in value than what you're charging as a professional and if you're not doing that you're doing a disservice to your clients yeah absolutely so the funds the first one yeah. is the q super accumulation fund yeah. so if i'm age 50 with a $500,000 balance yeah 
uh, the default investment strategy, which means if I don't make a Decision. option yep. to to uh, to tell QSuper where I want my money invested, yep. they'll put me into their default fund, which is the lifetime focus three fund. Yep. Uh, the the fees for that particular fund on half a million dollars in dollar terms total three thousand one hundred and fifty dollars per year. Yep, which is zero point six three of a percent. Yep. Made up by an admin fee of 0.16 of a percent, an investment fee of 0.39 of a percent, and an internal cost ratio yeah. of 0.08 percent. Yeah. So 0.63 of a percent total fees. Yep. Um, the second fund is the Australian Super Plan, and again with the same example, 50 years of age, half a million dollars of funds. The default investment strategy is the balance fund. Um, they, the PDS, the product disclosure statement, which is the official record, record, um, <coughs> tells me that the fees would be 0.72 of a percent in percentage based fees plus, uh, $117 of admin fee, admin fee, yep. uh, which is $2.25 per week. Those fees add up to $3,717 for the year. Yep. So an average of 0.72 of a percent, 0.72 of a plus the admin. the yep. admin fee. Um, the uh, now that includes which this is this was confusing. Um, I found it confusing. It, it includes a 0.18 of a percent implicit transactional and operational costs, which it, which it states are not included in the investment fee. So yep. um, uh, the, that's the fees. Yeah, for the for Australian the Super. Australian Super. Yep. The next fund is the Vic Super Future Saver, and the default strategy is the Growth Fund. Um, they have fees that would total four thousand four hundred and fifty-two dollars on a half a million dollar balance, yep. uh, made up of a a fifty-two dollar per year flat admin dollar fee. admin fee. Yeah. Um, a point one five of a percent. Uh, percentage-based admin fee, a 0.73% investment fee. Uh, so those two total up to 0.88 of a percent. So 0.88 of a percent, 0.88 of a percent, um, plus $52 per year takes me to $4,452 per year per $500,000 balance. The next fund is the Aware Super Fund, um, which I believe is formerly the New South Wales yeah, um, right. State yep. government fund. They've got some good names. These these funds. They really yeah. rebranded it in a in, in a way more fun way than yeah. than, than what they were before. A- absolutely. Um, now this uh, now they they have different products. The Wear Super. So the Wear Super employer sponsored personal members police blue, blue sorry police blue ribbon super fund and ambulance office yep. officers fund. So. They all would put me into the default strategy, which is the high growth fund. Uh, it has a $52 per year admin, fa- uh, admin fee plus a 0.15 of a percent admin fee, uh, an investment fee of 0.77 of a percent. So it takes my total percentage based fees to 0.92 of a percent um, plus the $52. It takes my total fees to $4,652. The next fund is the Sun Super for Life Fund, 
Um, at age 50, with $500,000, they'd put me into the balanced pool. They have a $78 per year um, fixed admin fee, plus a 0.1 of a percent, 0.1 of a percent uh, admin fee, an investment fee of 0.24 of a percent, an internal cross ratio of 0.59 percent, and a performance fee of 0.03 percent. So that that adds up to 0.96 of a percent of of um, percentage based fees plus seventy eight dollars per year that takes my total fees to four thousand eight hundred and seventy eight dollars. Um, the next fund is the C bus industry super and uh, they would put me into the growth fund option. They have an admin fee of one hundred and four dollars per year fixed um, plus zero point one nine of a percent. Uh the investment fee is zero point five six of a percent. The um, the borrow now they have a different fee here called borrowing costs and implicit transaction costs zero point three one of a percent. Um, that takes the total fee to just over one percent, one point zero six percent plus a hundred and four dollars per year, and in dollar terms it's five thousand four hundred and four dollars per year per half a million dollars invested. I've uh, got two to go. Two to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeez, sorry, it's, it's taking its time. Yeah. The Hester Super Fund uh, has the balanced growth as the default option, have an admin fee of $65 fixed um, plus 0.06 of a percent um, on a half a million dollar balance as another admin fee, uh, investment fee of 0.72 of a percent, an internal cost ratio of 0.14 of a percent. Um, it also has another 0.14% in implicit transactional and operational costs as well. Uh, and uh, it effectively takes the total fee uh, again to 1.06%. And and um, plus the $65 fixed admin fee, it takes my total fees to $5,345 mm-hmm. per per half a million dollar balance per year. And the last one is the Host Plus superannuation and personal. So the Host Plus superannuation and personal super plan uh, would put me into the balanced fund. It has a admin fee of $78 per year. Um, it has an investment fee of 0.71 of a percent. It has an internal cost ratio of 0.39 of a percent. Um, it uh, takes my total fees to 1.1% plus $78. So it would cost me $5,578 for the year to be in the Host Plus superannuation and, and Host Plus personal super plan. Now, this fund is a little bit different to the others, only for the fact that um, I believe it features in a book. So there could be quite a few listeners actually um, that have well, read that have read, well, uh, and I haven't read the book. What's what's the, the book called? The, uh, the, uh, the Barefoot, Barefoot Investor. Investor. Yeah. So there's, um, there's a few there's a few <laughs> thoughts I had out of out of those things. Um, yeah. The first one is fees are confusing. Mm. Like as you're listing those, each each fund has four different fees. Yes. It, it's half of those 
there's an implicit cost. What, what's an? Is there a cost or is it not? Is it's yeah. in, it's, in, it's an implied cost. You know, yeah. it's it almost sounds like a Seinfeld episode waiting yeah. to happen. But so the, my first thoughts. These are confusing. They, they're yes. just confusing. And this is like you say, it would have taken you a fair while to go through the PDS for each of those products and work out. Okay, well, does that fee apply here or not? Or is it capped at this amount? Or is it you know? There's an extra fee if your balance is below. The, yes. You know. Yes, it did. So, so number one, fees are confusing. So it's not. I think the first thing that I'd say there is, if you, if you don't know what fees your super fund is, is charging you, that that completely makes sense. Like you shouldn't mm. feel silly for not knowing because no. it's just it's not easy to know. Um, and a couple of other thoughts I had here were that. As you just touched on there, so with with Host Plus being um, was was basically spruced in the Barefoot Investor mm. book, which was interesting to me because I remember at the time thinking this is this is very close to personal advice, and he's just mm. written in a book. So if I got an, if I wrote a book and said you should all use this fund, then I'd, yeah. I'd get strung up against the wall. But yeah, absolutely. And the int- I actually I, I remember reading that, and and it wasn't what was interesting was. Now, if my memory serves me correct, now this should be a disclaimer. Where Scott Pape can Scott see. Pape, he'll sue me now, but I believe it. What good. he, I remember reading something about this recently, where the actual product or the the fund that he recommended. So he recommended Host Plus. It was like a uh, it was like a balanced index fund was, mm. was what he recommended because yeah, he said yeah. it's really cheap. It gives you it's, and I remember reading thinking, well, this isn't. You can't be mm. writing a book that some twenty-year-olds are going to read and some seventy-year-olds are going to read, and and think they will need to be invested in the same way, yeah, which right. is what was implied there. But separately to that, he's probably recommended the the fund that he might have recommended to them, and I don't yeah. know whether this is the case or not. But that f- that fund itself could have easily been shut down by Host Plus Super now, and mm. and people get pushed across into the well, next default. Well, well, I think I think the other thing too, Dallas, that that that's confusing is that people would read that yes inherently yeah. and and just Go, say I'm just going to join Host Plus, and yep. if they don't make an option, yep, as to yes. being specifically invested into a yep. particular fund, then yep. they'll be put into the default fund, which is the balance fund. That's right, and the balance fund happens to be yep. um um. The most expensive fund yeah, that yes. we that we out of, out of surveyed out of those eight yep. uh, at one point one percent plus so, seventy eight dollars per year. So it, yeah. it takes the total fee to on half a million dollars of fund balance to five thousand five hundred and seventy eight dollars per yeah. year. Yeah. So that that was and I guess it's sort of similar to that is that the the point that we also want to make here is that it's not necessarily that and, and we've touched on this many times it's not the fund itself that is often the underlying issue it's it's mm. the investment rate so some of these funds as you're listing them we we know that there are far cheap even if you had to stay with that fund for whatever mm. reason there are far cheaper investment options available through those funds you know like mm. You know, like we just talked about with Host Plus, there's there's literally a book written that, that said, yes. Here, "Use this really good cheap balance fund through Host Plus." But mm. oh, but if you tick the wrong box, instead of it being you know point one of a percent, it's going to be one point one, which yeah. is a huge difference. There's all all most of those other funds as you're listing them. We know that if you went and built your own investment strategy there behind the scenes and and didn't just let it go into the default option, you would be getting charged far less. Now, yeah. the bit that doesn't make sense to me about that, and this is I think you're your thing with industry funds is they're being run for for members. So there's no profit motive. Um, mm. Now, if you're in the default option, you would think that there's got to be some economy of scale advantage there. So mm. 
if you go into the default option, that's where all the money is. That's where everyone's put their money that hasn't made a decision. Yeah. If anything, that should be cheaper. It should be cheaper yeah. by economies so, of scale. So, yeah, you're so, right. You're, by, by, by economies of scale, you yeah. should. You so should, so yeah. why can I go to that fund if, if you gave me if you gave me a Sun Super um, yeah, client with the Sun Super account? You have to use Sun Super. Build the investment strategy that's right for them. Um, I guarantee you that I could, regardless of what their investment strategy is, I guarantee you I could build it for cheaper than that. Mm. So why am I able to do that because I have that knowledge? But because because they're just going along for the ride in the default option, they're getting charged more. Mm. Again, from economies of scale, that should not be the case. It, it, you're spot on. Like from economies of scale, you would think that would be that yeah. would be well, well, well. If you want to put a figure on a half the yeah. cost that they are, so the average, yeah. the average of all of those funds came to four thousand six hundred and forty-seven dollars per year. So it's zero point nine three of a percent. Yeah. In percentage terms, um, look, we 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 know of funds that are well and truly less than half than that. So let's just take half as a benchmark, though, yep. and let's say that our position is that is that is that you shouldn't be paying any more than half of that fee, which is point four six five percent. So zero point four six five percent. Which would be two thousand three hundred and twenty-three dollars fifty per year, as opposed to four thousand six hundred and forty-seven dollars. So, so given that we don't know which one of those funds yep, are, just over the next fifteen years, and what we're going to look at is that this person who's fifty with five hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Um, in fifteen years, they'll be sixty-five. Yep. So over the next fifteen years, um, we have no hope in, in hell of actually picking which one of those funds will outperform the others. Uh, but My guess is that they'll all be best. <laughs> about the same. Yeah. Uh, but no one on earth can yeah. stand here with assurance yeah. and say yeah. this fund will outperform that one. So yeah. but, if we don't know any of that, yeah. then then what do we know? We, we, we know what they, what they charge in fees. Yeah. Um, and if we could get a fund that was... Half that cost, point nine three of a percent. So it wasn't zero point nine three of a percent, or four thousand six hundred and forty seven dollars a year. It was instead only point four six five of a percent, or two thousand three hundred and twenty three dollars fifty per year. Then what we'd actually have is a saving in fees every year. Yep. Um, starting because it's a compounding thing. Yes. Starting this year. Yep. At two thousand three hundred twenty-three dollars fifty in savings. Yep. So if we could pay you half the fee yep. instead of the full fee, we've got more of that. We'd save two thousand three hundred twenty-three dollars fifty per year. So our fund yep. would grow yep. by an extra two thousand three hundred twenty-three dollars fifty yep. over the next twelve months. Yep. Now again, next because they're percentage-based, that's a compounding thing. Yep. Um, what would happen over fifteen years is that if we were able to pick up that cost, to pick up that cost saving, then um, yeah, for someone that is a 50-year-old with a half a million dollar superannuation balance and um, who has an income of $100,000, so their employer is making $10,000 per year as contributions, indexed to 3%, uh, and no, and they're doing nothing, nothing else. No they're not even changes. putting extra money yeah, yeah. in yep. for superannuation. So this is just a pure cost-saving measure. It's pure cost-saving. So... Um, with that cost saving, they retire with an extra $113,801. So that's $113,000. $113,801. So if you can if you can halve your fee, yep. knowing no other that changes. Yep. there's no other changes, yep. you've got an extra $113,000 yep. at retirement. 
and and that's so that's I think the <coughs> the, the the point I think to to leave her with today is that so we we, we know fees are confusing. We've discussed mm-hmm. this. It's it's confusing to know what you. And by the way, you can have your fee. Yes, because yes, we know yeah, it funds yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the other yeah. part. It, it's so. So the points that we've touched yeah. on today, and I think to reiterate it, we know that fees are confusing. We're, we're not, we're not. If if you don't know what you're getting charged now, it's not, uh, it's not because you're you're, you're inept. It's, no. it's just that fees are very confusing, and generally, your fund has uh, not really brought that to your attention. You, you don't know that that's something that you can shop around effectively. So, if, especially with the industry fund, where it's sort of implied that. You know, this is run for members. We're taking care of you. We're doing the best we can for you. That may be the case, but you still might be getting charged more than you should be. Yeah. So, fees are confusing. So fees are confusing. The statements are confusing as well. Yes. So, I'll just yeah. add to that. Yes. So, basically, yeah. there's only a very small... Yeah, for each of those funds I mentioned, mm. it was either a $52 a year admin fee or a $78 a year admin fee, mm. um, plus a small percentage. And then there were other fees, yeah. the investment fee and the internal cost ratio. Yeah. They're not reported on the statement. Yeah. So, so it's, just the admin it's, it's the running yeah. cost of that investment yep. strategy. It's just yep. the, you'll, you'll only see the yeah. people tell me all the time, oh, this fund only cost me yeah. uh, you know, $78 a yeah. year. And I yep. said, no, no, no. That's, 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 that's the, just the, bit that's that's the explicit that. admin fee that's yeah. come out. So, yeah. so it's, if, you, if you look through all of it, yes. then yeah, it's, yep. these, yep. it's these hidden fees yeah. that are in the. Um, um, behind the scenes, yeah. Behind the scenes. So that's, I guess, point one is that fees are confusing. We know they're confusing. It's, it's, it, it is, it is a tricky thing to to get to get right. Number two is that you can you can pick up a fairly significant cost saving for most people. Now, separate mm. to everything else that we that we talk about with our clients around investment strategy and other things that they should be doing and can be doing, just from a pure cost saving point of view, the average person in the average industry fund can pick up a, a fairly significant cost saving. They, they mm. could almost halve their fees in, in a lot of cases. So, And the third point is that we know they're confusing. We know you can do that, but you're probably going, oh, what's the, it all sounds too hard and it's a lot of work. Mm. The benefit over 15 years for that for that person is $113,000. That's the mm. difference. So mm. we know it's confusing. We, but we know that we can we can do something. We can reduce that cost, and we know that the be- benefit of that for most people is significantly greater than what they think it will be. That yeah. that dollar figure, you know, when you're talking about ah, oh, it's point four six of a percent versus point nine three, you're kind of yeah. going ah, it's you know, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like anything. But and even and even uh, you know a fee saving of in the first year of two thousand two hundred yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you think uh, yeah. okay well, what's the what's the scalability factor of that yeah. a, a fee saving of two thousand three hundred twenty three dollars fifty to take to steal a term from yeah, a um, yeah. a different industry yeah. uh, being the startup industry yeah. <laughs> so the scalability factor of that is that over fifteen years yeah yeah uh, yeah you retire with an extra hundred thirteen thousand dollars right. by by a saving of two thousand three hundred twenty three dollars fifty yeah. in the first year. And I th- so I, the other point that I was thinking about as we're discussing this, um, and it, um, I, I don't really have much to add after this, but as you're reading at the name of funds, what is interesting to me about the industry fund thing is that by its nature, it it tends to uh, disproportionately affect uh, government and semi semi government employees, mm. and and those are the types of people that have normally <coughs> gone into a a career where um, you know, you, you leave school, you go and become a nurse. You be, you be a nurse for forty years. Mm. You don't you don't necessarily. You've probably worked for the same employer for forty years, and you've had the same super mm. fund for almost that amount of time. 
you probably don't know that this is something that you can and should take control of. And so you, you, it's definitely understandable to go, I've been with QSuper for 30 years, you know, my balance just sort of goes up and I just don't think about it and it all, like, this is sort of what we, what I think is, is that you're disproportionately affected those sorts of people, your nurses, your school teachers, your, your police, your ambulance, that sort of thing where there's kind of a, a, an implied contract where you go, you go and do that mm. career not because it's fantastic money but because you go, it's, it's a calling, it's something that you're passionate about. You go and do that, you work for sort of the same employer for the whole time pretty much and it's sort of implied that that employer takes care of you and that your super fund who's been the same super fund for 30 years takes care of you. So that's I think what um, for those people to think about is that you might have had the same super fund for 30 years, you might have had the same employee, you might have had a similar wage for the whole time that you've been working there. There are still significant things that you can do and levers that you can pull and things that you can take control of. It's, it's not a matter of going, well, I'm with, this, I'm with these guys, I've been working with Queensland Health for 30 years or whatever the New South Wales equivalent is and I've been with QSIP for 30 years so it's just going to be what it's going to be. Hmm. You, can, you can do things behind the scenes to make a really big impact to your retirement savings. Yeah, look, absolutely. And um, and it's, it's not even necessarily having to get out of that fund. No. It's like There's different investment right. options, yep. lower cost investment yes. options most of the time yes. internally in each yep. one of those funds. And, and that's, I guess, the, as you say, we'll, we'll touch on a future podcast around... Hmm. Not only is there a cost saving, but there's potentially a, a, an increased return yeah, over the long absolutely. term as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely worth looking at. Thanks for listening. That was that was quite uh, quite interesting yeah. to do that one. Yeah, and yeah, the, um, the um, oh, I'm glad it was you and not me. That would have been pretty <laughs> painful to go through the Im- implied costs and the explicit costs and the this sort of cost, and we'll tack on a dollar fee here, and yeah, it's uh. Very confusing. Um, maybe only we think it's interesting. We might get feedback from people going, that was the worst podcast you yeah. guys have ever done, but <laughs> we'll soon see. I hope you guys got something out of it. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.